0: Welcome back to the OU's Mishneh Yomis. My name is Jacob Romwitz, and today we are continuing in the 10th chapter of Maseches Erevin. Today we will be learning Mishneh Ches and Tess 8 and 9. Mishnah Ches says, You got a nice, shady tree whose branches hang down all around it close to the ground. Im ein nofo gavoe min haaret shloshat favachim If the branches are not higher than 3 handbreadths from the ground then you may carry under this tree Shrushav gavoe min haaret shloshat favachim and if its roots stick up more than 3 handbreadths from the ground loyeshe velahin then you may not sit on them Hadalach bamukse vahadakim shebaperitza umachatzalos ein no'alan bahem The door of the muksa, and this is the real word, muksa, not the way we colloquially use it. Uh, It's a storage area, and it's outside, and it's rather casual. So the door that's used to plug up that space, and thorns that are used to close a gap in a wall, and uh, mats made of reeds. You may not close up with them unless they are raised above the ground. Let's look in the Bartonero. Ilan Shahu Maseich. Got a nice shady tree. It's got these branches that hang down all around it on every side, uh, sort of like a willow tree. You've seen the kind of tree where it's it's got a nice canopy going on there. So if you have such a tree and the... Branches are within three handbreadths of the ground, you're allowed to carry underneath it. And since these branches are not more than three handbreadths from the ground, they're considered closed up, as if they were legally uh, attached to the ground almost. So they are like walls. So since it's effectively an enclosed area, you're allowed to carry under these branches. Vakashu Nevertheless, you do need to fill up the space between the branches and the ground with straw or hay or some form of other obstacle. hanofos shlo yizim and you need to tie down the branches so that they don't sway in the breeze. Because if a wall sways in an average breeze then it's not valid as a partition. And if the roots stick up more than three hand from the ground lo you're not allowed to sit on them. We're not allowed to use any part of a tree on Shabbos. So this isn't about public domains and private domains. This is about we're worried that somebody will snap off a piece of the tree and that's a violation of a malacha on Shabbos. So if they stick up, you can't use them because they're part of the tree. But if they're less than three handbreadths, then they're considered part of the ground. In which case you'd be allowed to sit on them. Hadelishah b'muksa, the door of the muksa, which is a storage area. Rachva shachurei habatam, a wide space behind the houses. Vhadelishalah enokavua, kishar dalsos, and it's not on a hinge like other doors it's basically just stuck into the, uh, the opening and when you want to open the door you take it out and put it on the ground so since it's not a hinged door you're allowed to use Doors on Shabbos. They open and close, that's the method of their use. We're not allowed to build on Shabbos. So if you have a hole in a wall, you're not allowed to fill it up. So this kind of door is getting dangerously close to completing a wall and not actually being a utensil on a hinge that swings open and shut. Similarly, Hadakim, you've got thorns. So you've got these thorns that are placed in. To fill up the hole in a wall, a breach, the machsalos, similarly mats shall They're made of reeds. <inaudible> these are not attached. They're not permanently in their place. <inaudible> but when you go to open these things up, you take these doors out and you put them on the ground therefore you're not allowed to close with them on Shabbos because it resembles building if they are raised from the ground then it's obvious that this is not uh, building it doesn't resemble it and you're allowed to close up Tes. A person is not allowed to stand in a private domain and unlock opening a door in the public domain. Or, he can't stand in the public domain and open a door in the private domain. Unless he makes a partition ten hand tall. Dear Rabbi Mer, this is the opinion of Rebbe Mer. Amruloh, um, the Chachamim said to him, "Maiseh patamin." There was an incident in the fattening market. These are people who would fatten animals for the slaughter. Shahayi This market was in Yerushalayim. es gabe hapesach. They would lock up and then they'd put the key in a window that was above the door. Rabbi Yosi Omer shukshel tsemarim haya. Rabbi Yossi agrees with the halacha, but he says that it wasn't the fattening market, it was the wool market. Barton Oro. A person may not stand in the private domain. Taking the key that's in the public domain. And then use it to open the door of a shop, which is in the public domain even though he's not carrying the key for Amos in the public domain, we're worried that he's going to take the key inside with him. So he can't do this from the public domain to the private, or the private to the public, unless he makes a partition ten handbreadths tall, and then he has to stand within this enclosure that he's made when he opens and closes the door. So this is the opinion of Rabbi Mer, but the Khachamim know of an incident, and they informed him Amrulo, Bahalo Misa patamin. There was an incident with the fatners in Yerushalayim. Shemuhu Rabbanan L Rabmer, the Hihehi Da Amr, Lo Yamod Burchusa Yah, V Yeftak Bushus Rabim Bahule, Hakanamik Lo Yamod Adam Bakarmelus, the Yevtach Burchusa Yah Bershus Yahv Yahtab So the Rabbanan are informing Rabbi Meir of something, because when he said that you couldn't open and close between a public domain and a private domain, he also said you couldn't do it between a private domain and a carmelis. So they brought him an incident counter to his position regarding the fatners who worked in Yerushalayim. The carmelis, he, and their shops were in a carmelis. The Kivan she, since their doors were locked at night, you can't really call it a public domain because people were locked out. And the window in which the key was placed, that's a private domain. And yet, they were able to stand in the Carmelis and open up their doors in the Rishus Hayachid. Patamin, the Fatners, the uh, butchers who would uh, fatten up animals for the slaughter and the halacha does not follow Rebbe Merah like this neither when it comes to a public domain nor when it comes to a Carmelus. finally Rebbe said it was the Samarim. Milch Reitzem people who sold wool. So again, he doesn't disagree with the halacha. He's only disagreeing when it comes to the incident in the story. And he said that you've got the story right, but it was a different marketplace that this occurred. That is the end of Mishnah Test. Join us tomorrow. We will continue this chapter with Mishnah Yud and Yud Aleph.